the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Get ready for the most outrageous coming-of-age love story about growing up and blowing up. Catherine Langford and Charlie Plummer star in the explosive comedy Spontaneous. And we're giving away five digital copies of the movie. Go to Girls Gone Boss on Instagram to enter this super fun giveaway. Spontaneous is available on digital and on demand now. Shortly after Kara Wilson finished her first marathon, someone asked her at a party, so what's next for you? And that answer to that question turned into a challenge both she and her friend Jennifer McMahon would take on and would turn into a new running documentary, The Road to 50 Miles. We're here today to talk to Kara, Jennifer, and Brandy, the director of the documentary, to learn more about this journey. Welcome, everyone. It's another episode of Girls Gone Boss. And today we have special guests. We have more than one guest because usually, you know, we just talk to one guest. But today we are joined by three amazing ladies. Um, Road to 50. We watched it just recently, a documentary that takes us on a journey to the ultra, to the ultra marathon. And it's directed by Brandy, who's also on the show today. We have Kara and Jen. Welcome to the Welcome, show. Welcome, ladies. Woo, thank you. Thank you. Guys, I have to tell you, I didn't know there was such a thing as an ultra marathon. I really, really, truly thought, which I know that you 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 touch upon it in the documentary, but I thought that it that I uh, I'm just a marathon was that that was it that there was nothing more than that. So same. same. So tell me, how did you guys actually meet each other, um, Kara and Jennifer? And how did you decide this was something you wanted to embark on? <laughs> so Jen and I met at school, um, taking our kids to school every day. And I knew that she was a running coach. And what happened was I just completed my first marathon. And I was super proud of myself. I felt like I had a great time. I went to a kid's birthday party and one of the fathers at the birthday party came up to me and he said, oh, congratulations. Um, but what's next? What's next? Are you going to try a Tough mutter? Are you going to try um, a faster marathon or are you going to try an ultra marathon? And I said, an ultra marathon? What? What's that? <laughs> and he said, it's when you run past the 26.2 mile mark. I go, who would do that? You would die. They die. Married <laughs> people die if they do that. You don't do that. And he said, there are people that run like 100 miles, 50 miles. You should check it out. So I went home and I started Googling and um, I found I found a great race, um, the American River 50, and I, I was sold. I was like, I could do this. I could run 50 miles. I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I believe it. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, as I decided to uh, lean towards this race, um, I bought a book on ultramarathon by Chrissy Mail, my first ultramarathon, and I started to get excited and then I started talking to Jen who is a running coach and I said why am I doing this don't you do this for a living you should run this with me and she's like I think that's crazy <laughs> she goes let me think about it though and Jen want to add to that <laughs> yeah. She, yeah she's right I am um... 
I thought I hung up my marathon shoes, you know, I thought I was like done with the long distance races. And so when she brought that up, it was very, it was totally different than what I had been thinking. And so she had, she proved to me with some videos on YouTube that, you know, if these other guys could do it, then I think we could do it. So then Brandy, how did you come into play and say, hey, I'm going to do a documentary on you guys on this journey that you're going through? Well, all of our kids go to school together. So we were all standing around at pickup and they were explaining this to me. And I was like, wait, I don't understand. Like, you're going to do it like all in one day. And like, wait, how do you eat? All and, in like, one day. Wait, don't you need to see a doctor? <laughs> I mean, I don't I This made no sense to me. And I I think I kind of just said, gosh, that would be really cool to kind of document and then um, I guess we kind of just all started talking about it and decided it would be a good idea to start filming the girls as they were training. And then it just, you know, went from there. I think um, Brandy is not mentioning that she does have a pass in, oh. <laughs> in production and, and, and that sort of thing, whereas it took Jen and I by surprise because when she said that she wanted to document it for us we really thought she was going to do a slideshow and a little video that we put on youtube <laughs> yeah and be totally. like hey family and friends look what we did is that cool and then it was like oh we're in a movie why are you interviewing us what's going yeah. on so so then Kara, yeah. how did you guys actually prepare for the for the ultra because both of you from watching the documentary you both have very different schedules and mm -hmm. yes. so you didn't really train together most of the time or at all until the very no, end. No. So how did you guys That's actually right. prepare? So for me, I was more available once my kids were at school. Um, and then I had a short period of time. So I would run late morning, early afternoon, and sometimes on really long runs, like a full marathon day, I would run through town and then come back to the house do some errands. <laughs> I would run to a hardware store. I ran to a management company for my HOA. So I was running around town, literally, um, and just to get the miles in. And I don't think that you have to do it all in just one big lump, but I spread it out throughout the day. And Jennifer? Because I needed to get things done. Yeah. Um, so I can mentioned I'm a running coach. So I get up really early to run with my runners. We run at 5am. So I started getting my miles in really early. So I ran, I run between five and seven most mornings. And then I did most of my long runs on the weekends. So I had to say, peace out family. I'm going to be running for the next four hours. I'll meet you guys at the softball game or whatever, that kind of thing. Well, I kind of want my, our listeners to understand that the, Sorry, you came in off. The ultra marathon that you guys did was 50 miles. You had to complete yeah. 50 miles. And you had to do it within 14 hours. Correct? Correct. Correct. To the, to the fact that you guys were successful. But let's get through the part of how do you prepare your mind, your body? I mean, it's a very mind thing, obviously. How do you prepare yourself to run Aside from obviously the book that you guys are using, but what was mostly the difficult part that you, you felt it was like an obstacle for you guys to prepare for this? Because it's 50 miles in one day. Brandy, it's in one day. 
I didn't know either. By the way, I I have ran half miles, and I thought I was dying for which is only thirteen, <laughs> and thirteen's a joke to you guys. No, I oh, think no. you always respect the distance. That's my rule. You always respect the distance. Yeah, absolutely. So, what was the most difficult thing for you guys training and all that? So for me, um, sometimes it was the outside voices, not only my inside voice, but like people that would surround me that were kind of in doubt that I could possibly do this. They're like, have you been running all your life? Were you a cross country runner? Did you do this in high school? I was like, no, no, no. And of course, then I start panicking. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. And I remember one time a lady at a gym, an older woman, she's like, you're going to die. She's like, why do you have var- She's like, why do you have varicose veins? And you think that you're going to be able to do this. They're going to explode. You're going to die. And I'm like, she's right. My leg's going to fall off. She's right. Um, so I had to really start convincing myself through like books, lots of reading, I think, calm my nerves and watching, like Jen said, the regular people doing YouTube videos on the internet. Jen? Yeah. Well, it was so interesting because I spent a lot of my life encouraging other people. And I'm always telling people who hate running, you can run like anybody can run. And I I believe, uh, honestly, that the first mile is the hardest part of any run. So when people tell me they can't run a mile, I'm like, well, you just haven't gone far enough yet. You know, the good stuff is after that. And what I found out was that some of my runners started putting that encouragement back on me. And as soon as we told some of the the girls that I run with, they were like, let's do this. I want in. I'm going to help you however I can. And we started getting encouragement from people everywhere. It was so amazing. I love it. I, I thought it was very interesting because not only did you guys have to train, but then it's you live in California, correct? And yes. it was, the terrain was not easy, and you had to go still <laughs> through, you know, a lot of things. You had to, you know, be under like some type bad weather sometimes. Um, and the height you go from like very low to like very high. Obviously, Kara, we see you struggle a bit. Uh, I was like, oh my god, is she gonna make it? <laughs> <laughs> We have to call the paramedics for Kara. But you might have to. <laughs> so it's not like you it's not even like this oh you're running on flat land. Like you guys had to really go put your body through a lot. So it, it is like very like wow, you guys really did inspire me and Alex to at least run a mile. I was like, awesome. I need to go run right same. now. Oh, I awesome. felt the same way. I'm like, I need to go at like half a mile at least. Like start somewhere, right? That is awesome. What I oh, love, is it, the, a good ta- a good thing that I, I saw in the documentary was when you called the guy that you guys really looked up to. I forgot his name. Oh, Dean Carnassus. Yes, and he just told you be present, be mm-hmm. present, and I was like, oh. wow, we could just take that for everything that we do in life. Mm-hmm. So yes, did you remember him when you were running? Yes. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! He's so inspiring, and that, that helped a lot. 
Jen and I, we were hoping he was going to appear in the woods at one point. (laughs) That would have been cool. (laughs) How long was the training? How long was it? Oh, six months. And you follow, you follow the book that you mentioned before by Chrissy. You followed to the T basically. So if she told you run on Monday, you ran on Monday. If she told you to take a break on Tuesday, you took a break on Tuesday. Well, I mean, (laughs) as much as you could. If she said run 45 miles this week, we ran 45 miles this week, but we figured out how we could do it. We didn't always run on Monday, you know, that kind of thing. And looking back, but very, very close. Yeah. Yeah. What we really loved about this story and when you guys um, contacted us was the fact that it was a lot of women. Um, and and yeah. I love it's like a village of women helping you guys because people think, oh, I'm going to run and whatever. But you have like a running crew, which I didn't know even existed. It's like a it's like running families that wait for you in, <laughs> in like yes. areas of, of the run, like in different mileage points, I guess you call it. And they'll have like food for you. And I didn't even know that you had to change your shoes so many times. <laughs> and, and and they give you like a pep talk they rub your feet at a point Kara felt like she was like a disciple like <laughs> and Anne I loved Anne Anne was the highlight for me she's amazing oh she yeah, loves that, that encourage you right you have people that encourage you while you run I'm like wow this is an entire crew like I thought it was going to be the, the runner but it's not just the runner which is, I always try to put everything like into life perspective. And that's just like life. Like we're not just doing this for ourselves. So Brandy, I guess I want to ask you in that process, I saw a lot of shots of them doing a lot of docu style, um, talking back and forth. How did you conceptualize the format for this documentary? And while these girls are training, they also have to think, oh, man, I have to record. I have to do that. Like, how did you manage all of that? Because I know it can right. be overwhelming. It, it was overwhelming. And, you know, with a documentary, it's not like you have a script. It's not like you're like, OK, we're going to do this this day, this this day. We need to grab all of these things. It kind of all goes in the process. So I would say to the girls, hey, guys, when are you guys going to run? And I would just show up <laughs> and kind of follow them. Or um, our DP, um, when she could come down, she lives in LA, she would come down and she would help like on the weekends. And so, you know, in regards to the actual race, we had that pretty planned out and we kind of knew where everybody was going to be and who was going to be grabbing what footage and this and that. But in the end, you know, things happened and we ended up capturing footage from you know, Kara's husband that we didn't even know we were going to have to use. And and so it just, uh, you know, a little bit of planning. But in the end, it just all you end up with what you get. And it's you have to kind of put it all together and figure out the story from there. So it's it's exciting in that respect. Um, and you have yeah. to get a, a lot of footage just in case. Right. A lot of so B-roll. Much footage. So, I mean, six months of shooting um, and we shot at least probably once a week with one of the two girls so it was it was a lot of time and a lot of work yeah definitely. well you did a you did a really great job at laying it all together and telling a story Thank you. I have to congratulate Thank you on you. that I'm in the I'm also in the film industry so I mm-hmm. I feel I feel for you you did a great job 
It was, I mean, that was the challenging, the most challenging part probably for me is, is the girls kept going like, hey, what's the film about? Like, what's, what's going to happen? What's this and what's that? And I'm like, I don't know yet. Right. <laughs> because it was, we would put it in and we would edit it and then we would change it. And so and that's the hard part of a documentary is not really knowing exactly how it's going to end up in the end. So thank you. I love it because you get to see clearly their personalities. And like I said, I think if I, me and Alex were to pick who we were in the documentary, I think I would be Kara. I'm a Jen. <laughs> probably an early riser. I, I'm not. Um, I feel like I have maybe like Kara's comedic, you know, style yeah <laughs> she was the comic relief for sure yeah, she was and um how did your families feel about taking on this commitment i know your kids were so adorable and oh. supportive. so if you want to go ahead jen let us know how you know your husband took it yeah at first i was a little nervous i was like okay i mean he's so supportive my husband but at the same time, I'm like, this is going to put a kink in our normal day to day. Right. I'm like, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need you to do pickups and practices and things like that so that I can be running. So I remember when Kara was like, oh, I'm signing up. So I was like, OK, I'm going to pull Mark aside and I'm going to be like, OK, I'm going to do this thing. And he I think he was a little nervous. Like, oh, God, what does this mean? Is she going to really be running all the time? And and actually, once we started training I think the way that training ramps up, it really ended up being fine, you know, and he's at all the practices and things like that anyway. So it wasn't that different. Um, and the girls got really involved. I have two daughters, so they got really involved. How many miles are you running today? And they would, the kids would all talk about it at school. And so the families were super supportive and helpful. Vera? My husband was like, do it. Let's do this. This is great. This will be really fun. And he was on for the ride. Um, the kids, they were, my kids are about the same age as Jen's kids. And so, um, Jen's daughter and my son, Tommy, they share a class together and they would write, <laughs> my mommy, our mommy is going to run 50 miles and they're like oh well I'm sure they are dear <laughs> so they were they were sharing it with everyone they were super proud um they still talk about it to this day if we go upstairs and we're like oh I'm tired I can't walk up all those flights they're like oh my god you ran 50 miles come on push yourself <laughs> so we can't get away with too much anymore but yeah they That's were all cool. really supportive and Kara, like, like, um, like Gabby mentioned, like running is very mental, right? You have to be in that headspace in order to really push yourself through it. So what are some of the things you guys did to get through the low times or the wanting to give up times? Because I'm sure there, there at some point you had to be like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm over it. I think um, that's why it's really important to do a rest day. And if you have to do another rest day, um, the pampering of yourself is really important to rejuvenate your mind and your spirit and get back into running. Just taking that break. A lot of runners, <clears throat> especially the ones I see on Instagram, they try to run like every day. I mean, it's going to break you eventually. Just taking a little bit of a break once a week or twice a week will rejuvenate you 
Um, another thing that I did to, to mix it up, um, Christy Mail was saying that we shouldn't just focus on um, the running. So I also started, um, yoga is not for me. So I joined um, a bunch of old people, um, elderly people in um, my gym. And we would go into the pool and do those jazzercises. And it is awesome, by the way. I recommend it for all ages. It's not just for the elderly. I felt like my body would change. I felt fantastic. I was also one of the fastest ones there. And um, I hope so. <laughs> they, really, they really enjoyed me. I was like, ooh. <laughs> they said something like, you're as quick as a bunny. <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> usually I'm a slow runner. So I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> so a lot of self-care is what you're saying. That's good. Yeah. Pamper. This episode is brought to you by Ebby. Ebby is a seamless underwear membership co-founded by actress and entrepreneur Sofia Vergara. Let's face it, we all need underwear. Underwear is essential and women empowering each other is essential. I love that Ebby brings these two things together. Every time you buy Ebby's undies, they commit 10% of net proceeds to the Seven Bar Foundation. And this foundation distributes small loans to women so that they can start or grow their own business, breaking the cycle of poverty for their children and community. As Ebby gets more subscriptions, they fund more loans. So today we invite you to get 20% off your first order by using code BOSS20 at joinebby.com. That's joineby.com. Let's change the world together and empower women everywhere. What was it like to see you guys watch you in the documentary? Like mm -hmm. after it was done, was it like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, it's totally. itself sometimes. It was weird. I think at first we were critical. You know, you see yourself and you don't like your voice and you don't like what you're wearing and you don't, and you can be that way. But then we got, we had to see it so much over <laughs> the last year or two that um, I think we've, I, at least I feel like I've gotten past that a little. Uh, and I, 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 just, I, I actually really like the movie. I think Brandy did an awesome job. I think it's funny. I laugh when it's funny. I get nervous at the end. I don't know if we're going to make it. Like it really, it's really <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true but what did you um, what did you learn about yourself okay. Jennifer watching back um yeah that's a good question I I think what I learned was that if you work hard at something you could do anything that you want anything that you set your mind to and the advice we got from Dean and and Chrissy from the book and um we it was like really helpful advice. Chrissy told us to smile. And when things got hard, you smile and you smile at the um, crew and the people that are helping you at the race and you thank them. And it really goes a long way. And then Dean, like you mentioned, taught us to stay present. And I use that a lot. And I think that helps me in my day-to-day -day life too, just to say, if you're not enjoying this moment right now, and you don't, you don't really have anything else. So a lot of times during the race, I would look around and I'd be like, oh my God, look at this view. It is so pretty here. And to feel like our kids <laughs> were being taken care of and we could just enjoy this moment and just do it. And even if it was hard and we were in pain, we could just be there and, uh, and get through the, the time that we were in right now. So it was super helpful. And now I know I can, I can put my mind to something and get it done. What's really cool is that you guys have this documentary to look back at 
<laughs> and really like have oh. that memory for the rest of your lives. And then your children, once they get a little bit older and they understand things a little bit differently, they'll get to look back and watch that. And I think that's really, really amazing. So yeah. what advice would you, Kara, what advice would you give those who want to take up running their first ultra? That you can do it, but that you need to be prepared. You need to put in the time. You really do. Um, not just the time that it takes to train, but also the preparation before the training. Um, read the books, watch the videos, and get into the mindset and get pumped up. Once you do those things, you're ready for training. Absolutely. And you'll be fine. I have a question. Just, mm -hmm. Since the documentary has been out, have any, you know, any fans, you know, hit you up like, oh, my God, you inspired me to do it or like fanning over you guys. Like, I love you, Kara. I love you. <laughs> How has it been? Because I'm sure like, you know, it's kind of cool that, you know, like I see you right now and I'm like, I feel like I know you guys from watching it. They're local celebrities in Redondo Beach for sure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, queen. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Um, Have you gotten free coffee anywhere? Have you been offered free <laughs> coffee? You're a celebrity. Oh, that is a good... That's a good question. Have we? I don't know. So many people helped us oh. when we had some screeners here and they like donated stuff to us. So we've gotten... To know Athleta, our local Athleta store, and some definitely local coffee shops, and they've supported us through some of our local stores. And, that and really our cool. local, our local running store, Village Runner. Oh yeah, they. Oh my gosh. Sometimes you can walk into Village Runner and you you say that you're with Road to Fifty Miles, and you'll get a discount. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, anybody listening, if you're in Redondo Beach, <laughs> we may have listeners there. They're, they're about to start bombarding them. Yeah, I know. They're like going to go buy those expensive Hoka shoes and say, hey, where's my Road to 50 discount? Uh-oh. But I do think, though, to your question, I think we did inspire people. Um, Kara had a friend. Um, was your friend back east? And he started running when we started training. Um, a couple of my runners have since signed up for um, ultra marathons or triathlons and things like that. The, the but, next level, whatever that is. Um, and <laughs> we just ended up doing it. And you just have to start somewhere, just like with Jen and Kara. They just like, they just did it. And so I think, you know, just do it. So commit to it and do it. Yeah. So what yeah. is the most challenging aspect of documentary filmmaking that you learned along the way? So I think for me, you know, like we talked about before, is just not having the script and not really knowing what the story was going to be in the end and trying to kind of work through that and figure that out. I think that's probably what took us the most most time you know the training was six months and you know I knew how to do all of that because I had have a production background I was a producer for years and um but the putting the story together was the complicated part and like we were like okay what's you know what's our climax what's our conflict what's, what's the conflict all of these things I mean that's what we kept saying up until the day of the race we we're like what is our conflict we just don't have that yet and then you know it all works out in the end and when you're putting it together it just it ends up you know becoming what it is and that's kind of the hardest most challenging part because you don't really have control over that 
throughout the process. But but it's also the most rewarding part. I have to Mm -hmm. just assume being in film because you might not know what the outcome is but once you have that outcome it's incredibly rewarding once you put together a story and you did such a, mm. like I, I, I know I already gave you so many compliments but yeah. it really what you really did such a great job at putting it together especially because I know how hard documentary filmmaking is and sometimes you don't know the, the end result mm. and you're working on it till the very very last minute now one thing well, that I did notice is looking at the credits is that you had an almost if not all female production so talk to us about the importance of female empowerment in front and behind the lens because we don't see that a lot so I think honestly that started a little bit organically in that we were all moms at the school we all kind of sat down at this picnic table we started talking about it and you know people started giving us feedback and comments and then people started kind of joining our team um, in the beginning, and then I think we purposefully decided when we hired an editor, when we hired the composer, we wanted to continue this female um, empowerment sort of theme. And you know, so many other females kind of popped up too, like Bernadette, she's in the film, she helps the girls so much, and her pacer was a female, and then um, the crew, they're all female. So in the beginning, it was just it just happened and then we kind of decided to do that and you know I just I think it it's just important it's an important time right now for us and and being able to put this out and say all female cast and crew is is really important it's important to show our kids too that you know we all got together we all did this amazing thing and it's all all girls well you're breaking barriers because there's not a lot of that in the industry there's not and I love the fact that you guys are all moms because there's moms listening right now that may be in a rut or they may think like they have to put their dreams to the side and, you know, but you guys prove that you can have dreams, you can have side passions, side projects that you can involve yourself and with just, you know, just making sure that you commit to it and that you have the support of your family, but that you can do it. You can do anything you want at any age. And it doesn't matter if you have kids or not. I think this is a wonderful example for your kids that, you know, you go for something and you finish it. And I really love that. So one cool oh, part too you. was that everyone we met along the way and all the different moms and all the different women all had amazing skills to bring to the table. So obviously Karen and I wanted to run this thing and then Brandy had her production background and then Aga came in and she has a PR background so she helped us get like launch our social media and get brands to come on board and help us out and then between Anne and Alexis and Colleen I mean the organizational skills of our crew was just unbelievable we really think that that crew could actually go and get paid to crew people all over if they really wanted because they were so with it. They, they had never done it before. But they were organized. They got a whole um, first aid kit for us. And they had a snack kit for us. It was just the skills that came to the table were just unbelievable. It's the power of female. We get shit done. Always. <laughs> right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So important question. When, sorry. No, and that when we support each other, it like we can do even bigger things, you know? Right. Yes, absolutely. Very important question, ladies. What is on that running playlist? 
Jennifer, you go first. <laughs> oh my God, we had so much fun talking about this. Uh, Kara and I found out early on that we both love Bruno Mars. <laughs> um, so actually during our training, we even went to a Bruno Mars concert pre-COVID. Um, that was so much fun. So we did. We listened to a lot of um, upbeat, fun running music. Uh, and then, of course, Kara had her amazing rain day, race day. Oh, yeah. That was it. that's in the movie that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah what they did in film is that uh, oh my gosh a james taylor song came on and it was like fire and rain and i just start crying in the middle of the race i'm like i don't know why i'm crying <laughs> <laughs> but it's raining outside and i'm listening to rain music it was starting to get me down so actually when i was doing um the the fastest part of uh, our 10 mile section, like 31 to 41, when we were running with Bernadette, I, um, I can't speak a word of Spanish. If you said anything to me besides hello, I really don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so I listened to the Latin dance mix and it was great. Because <laughs> what happens is sometimes when you listen to words with songs, it gets a little boring. <laughs> so this, this was great. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I'm running. <laughs> I was in a happy, happy place. Some good Latin music always does the job. So I'm not mm-hmm. even Guys, would you do it again? Are you doing it again? That's the big million dollar question. <laughs> we, we would totally do it again. That was one of the best days of my life. I look no. back. It was it was really an awesome day. Yeah, uh, well, we congratulate you guys for committing and, and really doing this and everybody listening, let them know where they can watch the documentary and where they can follow you, where they can find more information about Road to 50. Okay, um, the coolest thing is we just recently found out we got into a film festival, so we're super excited. We are in the uh, La Femme Film Festival that's going to be between it's all online right now um but it's going to be between october 15th and 18th and you can find it at their website we'll also give you guys a link that you that people can get directly to our film if they want to see it and then um we have a lot of social media platforms right now kara is the mastermind behind the road to 50 instagram page um we're also on twitter you can find us on facebook all at road to 50 miles and we have um, a website, too, where you can find uh, a little bit about our background and our story and things like that. What about your personal social medias in case anybody wants to keep up with you guys, like, specifically? Uh, you can find me at Jen McMahon. And that's with one N, J-E-N-M-C-M-A-H-O-N. And um, I'm a local running coach in Redondo Beach. I'm also a CrossFit coach at CrossFit 310. And I'm a personal trainer and a health coach. <laughs> Me, I'm like, oh, I'm not giving that out. <laughs> oh, you don't have to, girl. You don't have to. <laughs> you can see her at Ultra Training Week. Perfect. I do want to add one quick thing. Um, on October 17th at 5 p.m. at the La Femme um, website, we're going to have a Q&A. So you can watch and then we'll answer questions. And so that's going to be pretty cool too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, ladies. It was honestly to watch the documentary and to actually meet you guys. Congratulations on doing this and inspiring so many people to run. I'm going to try and see if I run again. 
Um, but Yay, all right, go Gabby. I've done, <laughs> I've done three half a ma- um, half marathons, so I'm pretty good. But still, my knees, Jen, I feel you on the knees. Yes, so I know that hip massage therapy. Like my age is showing because my knees were. Uh-uh. But thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being on the show. And congratulations, guys, on the amazing, amazing work on the documentary and completing the ultra. Thank you so much. Ultra. Bye, ladies. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.